0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Nerding Grounds podcast. This is a weekly show where we talk about new and old video games, lately mostly old video games, and anything else that tickles our fancy in gaming news. How are you, Matt?
1: Good. Good.
0: Good, good. Oh, I'm Quinn, by the way. Whatever. Um, I'm (laughs) So this week we are still going to do... Our retrospective deep dive on a particular game for the PlayStation 1, also known as the PlayStation at that time, called Ape Escape. I've never played it. Matt, did you ever play it? Yeah, like a little bit, right? It's actually one of my it's
1: one of my games that I played at Walter's house, to be honest.
0: Oh, okay. So right. that might have been
1: Ape Escape 2. I don't know.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I've only seen bits and pieces of gameplay for this but this was definitely my first foray into to the ape escape universe which oh my god what a big universe but we'll talk about that later yeah bigger than i expected um yeah and then last night we remembered that uh gamescom kicks off this week with opening night live jeff Keeley's uh summer end of summer announcement show i guess what you call it i don't know yeah, yeah in this game new show. age of of cancelled e3s and jeff Keeley stage productions it's hard to keep track of what's what but all of that yeah yeah no, rest' always be there <laughs> the game awards well right as well as he should be
1: if we're being yeah. honest
0: yeah he's he, he's he's a he's a slick dude yeah. um the game awards are coming in December but yeah this is like the big worldwide video game conference um uh, show floor thing. Apparently it's just totally massive in Germany. Um, there wasn't a lot of new announcements, just, I guess, housekeeping. It really felt like on some of the new things that are upcoming, which I think is smart. You, people want to know that nothing's being pushed back or they might want to see some fancy new trailer stuff. So I thought we would just quickly go down the list. We don't need to spend too much time on it. Um, you can catch the whole two-hour presentation on YouTube if you're so inclined. Um, but yeah, I thought we'd go back and forth and just talk about what we liked from the show, or what at least grabbed our interest. Um, for me, it was definitely Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Three. I'm just kidding. Boy, not they a Call spent, of Duty fan are you? They spent so much time. They really did. That was on such Call a of Duty large large
1: video on like okay not not knocking anybody who enjoys call of duty right but uh yeah but but at it's not like we're seeing anything different, right? They're not announcing some wacky new idea in the Call of Duty universe, you know? This, no, but this the way they introduced
0: thing. it, it was like they were. They're like, oh, there's all the different paths you can take and you can approach. And then they just showed a, a freaking Call of Duty level. like, Yeah. yeah I'm like, okay, literally... I'm pretty sure the first time you released Modern Warfare 3, this is maybe you could just do like a one-to-one comparison. This just seems like Call of Duty and that's fine for people, I guess. I don't know. But I was just like,
1: okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I got, I got a little bored right around then to be honest. Yeah, for sure.
0: I mean, it was a lot of it that was a little boring. Um, <clears throat> how did you feel about Diablo two or I'm sorry, Diablo four season two.
1: I, uh, so looking at the trailer, um, I mean, one, we were even talking about this a little bit beforehand. I don't expect much in terms of like major changes to the game or major improvements to the game at this point, right? Because you know this has already been in the pipeline. Like that, they look at like Overwatch. They even directly said then that there's not really going to be anything coming for season two because a lot of the big changes are looking to uh, are really uh, scheduled for like season three and beyond, right? because this is already made
0: it Um, was clearly gated
1: content yeah well yeah i mean i mean that's that's something else entirely but right but the 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 pipeline of their seasonal releases it's going to be like okay they they basically were working on one and two and beyond all at the same time and it just keeps like cascading uh yeah So anything that any changes, any major changes they want to work on, I mean, all everything that's set to come out for season two has already been done, right? So they're not even going to bother till later on.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: It does also like looking at how things are going to be, which is fine. I mean, it's just seasonal content, but but I mean, here we are, season two. And it has the exact same sort of, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Outline? Yeah, yeah. Outline is the first one, right? Here's a yeah. person. There's some sort of plague. We need you to help stop it. You don't have malignant powers. You have vampiric
0: powers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, they said you're a daywalker. They basically, they really wanted to say blade. You could tell they just wanted to say you Blade. You have well, a I guess vampire it, partner. <laughs> I guess they wanted to uh,
1: um, follow with that due to them releasing the Vampire Knight class in Diablo Immortals. So, you know, yeah, we got to definitely we got to help push that a little bit more. Get people back on that uh, whale train, as it were. Well, I, I, wait and see. Best unfortunately it's just as, as time as more time goes down, uh as time goes along I feel myself more and more disappointed with Diablo
0: but we will you, see. I feel like you've fully gotten caught up in uh, Baldur's Gate I'm sure you know oh, you'll right. have a chance to jump into that at some point but I feel like that showed up and was just like you could play Diablo for hours on end or you could actually play a game that well you I could feel something inside. <laughs> I couldn't. Like I couldn't even finish obviously just from
1: uh from yeah. the from buying the I didn't buy like the super deluxe thing, but I bought the you know like the middle of the road package. 70 dollar yeah. edition or whatever it is. Well they're all yeah. seventy now, so eighty Gross. or whatever. It you know, it was a gift. I I couldn't even finish the the season uh season pass that came with that right like yeah I, that's I, not a good I, sign no uh, i really couldn't it i it it's a grind too which it's like yeah i, I mean, don't want to talk know. about it anymore
0: <laughs> all right well let's move on to something i'm super excited about which Uh, I don't know if you remember, but last week, or not last week because we skipped a week because I was on vacation. Week before that, um, I told you I had gone back and played Little Nightmares 1 um, all the way through because I loved the second one and I just had never played the first one. (coughs) They're releasing a third one. Yeah, I saw that. Extremely exciting. I thought that franchise was going to be dead after that studio was acquired, Um, but it looks like Bandai Namco has... Oh gosh, what was the studio? I just had this on the tip of my tongue and then I forgot. Uh, it's one I've heard before. Mm-hmm. Um it is... They're just not going to tell me. Yeah. No. Okay. That's so fun. Uh but yeah, Bandai Namco has a new developer on that. So I'm hoping it still has, you know, the same flavor and everything. Super massive. That's who it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Um But the original creator's not on it anymore. So it's been on a little hiatus and yeah, it they're just really entertaining puzzle platformers with really striking visual art and I mean I could see that from this trailer, so I'm not worried about the art necessarily, but there's always a lot to pull from under the surface of that game since there's zero dialogue. Um, it's just all you are going to infer from the exploration of the 2D levels, and you know you kind of gather it yourself. So there's a lot of theories and different um, threads that people have followed online to try and unpack the lore of this universe. So that should I think that's really important.
1: Well, yeah, uh, we shall see. <clears throat> yeah, if the new developers can keep that same sort of flavor going.
0: I mean, Supermassive is a is a good developer. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's uh, if if you don't know, those are the people behind all of the. I guess you would call them like movie game style games, like the Dark Pictures, Until Dawn, The Quarry, all of those. So it's it's an interesting. That's definitely a departure for them um, from their recent work. So we'll see how that works. Um, there's also a big update coming to Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven that kind of impressed me. I'm not even gonna lie. I I was not expecting that much of an overhaul, um, but it's not just You know, expansion with a new district and new missions they're completely overhauling that game uh the skill tree different weapons that you can use the driving they're adding car combat and all kinds of stuff so they continue to update that game in meaningful ways and i was about to dive back into cyberpunk but i think now i'm gonna wait until october and get the expansion and just start over and just see how that game has fully come around
1: yeah it does seem like a good time to just restart and when it when it comes out right yeah um and replay that game i am pretty excited about it it did set itself up it has been setting itself up to be like kind of a big sort of expansion um yeah and I, i'm i'm all
0: for it i'm excited I mean, it's, yeah it's just ever more clear that this game was never ready for launch when it gave me out. some more keanu Give me some more Kini. Um, so yeah, I'm excited that game's still alive. I really, li- I've always liked Cyberpunk. I, I think the hate came from the the hype, and it just wasn't ready to launch. And yeah. I'm glad it's still
1: alive. It was a mess. Yeah, should have never been on PlayStation Four, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or was it play- I, yeah. yeah, it wasn't was it- yeah.
0: And they're updating the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One versions with this update. Because I think those versions are was it more playable. 3? No, it was, PlayStation. Did... it was PlayStation 4. That they had to, like, pull, basically. They yeah, because they, yeah. they were just trash. They didn't work. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy. But, if, yeah, I mean, if you played the game
1: in any past couple of years realized that they, they actually did go through and fix just um, the vast majority of the performance issues, you know?
0: Yeah. I played it a couple months ago for like, I don't know, eight hours or so. And I, I was happy with the improvements. I just, you know, this is more of an ideal time to go back to it. Yeah. Uh, did you see Alan Wake 2? Previously. I did not see the for it. So they did a really cool thing with this um with this showing where they talked about because you know you know how their games have always had some live action integration um control. Like you'd find those yeah. those uh em, I guess employee videos of the scientists talking and stuff. Yeah. Well Alan Wake one had um kind of like a the Twilight Zone show that they produced that was just a fake in-universe show. And so this one was showing them blending. I like that stuff. I, I do too. I, it's yeah. it's very novel. Um, yeah. So yeah, they're just fully doing a uh, kind of like a going in and out of live action and game graphics. And it's not entirely seamless the way they said it, but it didn't bother me. It didn't look off. It looked really cool. You know, one second he's going through this nightmare world and the other second he it's the it's an actual actor in live action in the real world. And so I think they're going to do something really cool with how that goes back and forth.
1: Hmm.
0: I will have to go take a look. I've been trying to get to that first game, but I don't I just don't know if it's my cup of tea as much or maybe time just hasn't been super kind to it. And they've remastered it. Right. Right. But yeah, I don't know if
1: I don't know if time's just been good to it.
0: It's a little tedious with the combat. I would almost prefer just a investigation adventure game um or something more along the lines of like a Resident Evil. but well,
1: and I mean, that looks like they're doing more like Resident Evil with the new one,
0: but it yeah. makes
1: sense. I mean, that's why they kind of dropped all that with control. That's just. Mm-hmm. Almost combat maybe does take a little bit of a a a backseat in that game in general, but it is just you know shoot them up almost.
0: Yeah, and I mean control really puts my faith higher in what they're going to do with this. I yeah, because that game's great. And oh yeah, no, I love that game. I think if they take what they learned from that, (laughs) realize that everybody really liked control, uh, it'll it'll shape up to be a decent thing we saw a little more we saw a lot more gameplay with black myth wukong thus yeah. I guess souls like where you're the monkey? You know, Chinese monkey man, man Um based off of some 16th century novel World journey King to the man. west yeah Uh that looks neat it does it does look neat I also thought crimson desert looked neat which one so what i've gathered is that crimson desert is a single player open world rpg in the universe of black desert online okay so it's that one yeah Yeah. i am a little interested because you know
1: Mm -hmm. i definitely talk about uh well i've talked about like mihoyo or whatever Mm -hmm. um you know creating a a more not gotcha experience well i i feel like on the same a lot of these uh korean chinese companies they have like a lot of really great ideas but you know maybe just their their marketing strategies aren't for me um yeah yeah but i I really like the idea of them making a more single player experience, right? Without like monetizations, just a a fully realized uh, RPG or ARPG experience sounds pretty awesome. Because like a lot of the combat, the reason why people like Black Desert is is for it's like action combat, right?
0: Yeah. And that sounds promising. And this definitely showed a lot of interesting Combat options with switching yeah. back between ranged and fighting and grabbing enemies and oh, yeah. using. There's fire a lot of that. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. I, well,
1: I, especially there, there are some things that, you know, uh, they try to really make work in like an MMO type of world with, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, like crowd control and, yeah, like grappling and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. That is just, just never... going to work
1: so much better.
0: Uh, not as like a live service. Well, when you're the one doling out the damage and you're controlling the battle, you can't have several people doing that. It just turns into a mess. Yeah, it turns into a giant mess,
1: right? And then latency yeah. and all that good stuff uh, coming into play too, that can make it a mess.
0: It looks incredibly expensive. <laughs> That's all I have to say. I mean, it's. It does. I mean, it's looks like one of High fidelity things. I yeah. Seen. Uh,
1: I think whatever engine they work with does have a lot of like really good lighting effects and stuff. So mm-hmm. it, it can simulate. um, I, I guess higher fidelity without it being like just a complete and total massive hit on your computer. Not to say that these are the best running games ever. I'm sure it's it's going to have its issues. But uh, yeah, yeah, it uh, it does, you know, look incredible and. Yeah. But yeah, just space-wise, it looks insane.
0: I know it. It kind of gave me the um. That feeling when I saw uh, Ghost of Tsushima for the first time, and I was just like, "Holy shit! How are you? How is this running?" No, but, yeah. Well, that's something
1: else entirely. I I I really don't know. I don't
0: know. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh Sonic Frontiers is having an update. I never beat that game, so. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I sh- I I might try. It's a free update, so Might as well.
1: Yeah. yeah. Why not? Yeah, I
0: need to like run through it more. I just feel <laughs> like it's
1: it's close, but not not quite there as far as what I would like from the Sonic game, but hey.
0: I, I really lost speed. Um cool? uh, uh-huh. uh, on the third world. I was just like, Okay, how many times are we gonna do this? It's just it's, it started to feel like a really, really, really long demo. Yeah. And I was just, I was like, I don't care about the story. I don't even know what, if there is one necessarily. Um, but in this trailer, you have like Dr. Robotnik next to Sonic and team. So I'm like, what happens at the end of that where there's like a greater, I don't know. I, I was slightly intrigued of why that was happening.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I started to kind of lose interest when the, um, you know, the laundry list of what's that developer that makes Honkai Star Rail and everything.
1: Uh, I, I don't you exactly. MiHoYo, but yeah, call, yeah, I think they call themselves something a little bit different these days, but I think it's MiHoYo Universe or something.
0: Yeah, either way, um, I was just like. Okay, um that's great. Like three games that almost look identical and I have no idea what's going on because this trailer is just built of flashy combat and absolute nonsense dialogue that's just been pulled from everywhere.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I don't I need to see the list of what like exactly what they were showing, but I'm pretty sure it was more like just content update about the uh... Star Impact, and then uh, maybe some Genshin stuff was in there. And then I think uh, one of the big presentations was for a game from a different.
0: It was like from a different developer. That's Zenless Zone Zero.
1: Yeah, that one. I think they're you know they're trying to be the next miHoYo. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong, but
0: are they? Yeah, I don't know what their whole thing is. HoYoVerse.
1: That's what it is. Hoyoverse. That's what they're calling themselves. Well, then Zenless
0: zone zero is also Hoyoverse. No, well, there you go. So Genshin impact is Hoyoverse. Yes. Okay. So Genshin impact, Honkai star rail and Zenless zone zero are all Hoyoverse games that are completely unintelligible to me. And um, And that's probably the way they're going (laughs) to stay. I,
1: I don't, it's so hard to describe, I guess those games, like they're so insanely gotcha right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that is the the premise, that game, that entire game's basis is to try to just catch as many whales
0: as humanly possible. And you can watch it and just have this feeling in the back of your mind, like, somebody is losing their freaking mind over this right now. They're like, oh, my God!
1: That being said, it's one of those games that I stopped playing because I felt like it was too good. You were being abused. Well, (laughs) it, it was too good at Drawing my attention and getting me to play every single day and doing all these yeah, little, yeah, every yeah, single yeah. day. And then, and then, when all that runs out, you're like, huh, well, I do really want this character. Let me go read for my wallet. What did this add to my life? Yeah, <laughs> where yeah. you're at. It does have surprisingly good story uh, elements, though. And well, th- there are certain moments that are like at just epic.
0: Right. Well, it's got it's, like it's got it clearly got tons of fans, so I can't put down its quality there. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean that was pretty much most of the big updates. Um I One guess of these before, days?
1: Don't give me what I want and just make a not gotcha game. But hey,
0: yeah, we'll see. I,
1: I doubt it. I really, I really doubt it.
0: I think that we'd. Ha- I think mega corporations would have to start wanting trillions of dollars first. Yeah, uh, we'll see if that happens. Um, yeah, so opening night live, there it is. We got there's a lot of games coming out before the end of this year. There's a lot of games that have already released this month. Um, there's a I lot guess, of games literally right around the corner. Oh, it's ridiculous. I
1: mean, I, know, I don't Vom, even know. I know
0: Cyberpunk already released,
1: I know, um, and I, I feel like I just don't have. I can't commit to that, right? Because what? We're like five exactly days normal. away, four days away from Armored Core 6, right? We got to play yeah. that. But then, but then Starfield's like right after that. I mean, granted, I don't think Armored Core 6 is going to be that long of a game. Uh, I think it's Probably like 11 not.
0: missions or something like that. And it seems like something that I wouldn't mm. mind putting down and coming back to. Right. Maybe after I've played you know 50 60 hours of Starfield um but yeah it's I mean I couldn't even by the time I got back from vacation and everything I was like it's way too late for me to try and get into Baldur's Gate 3 there's just no way because I know I'm going to play Armored Core and Starfield uh and then Bomber Cyberpunk. I was just like this is I didn't expect it to be $40 and well we are not uh Sponsored video game pundits, so we still have to pay for all of our games.
1: <laughs> that is true, unless so, somebody wants
0: you know out there wants to send us a review copy. That would be <laughs> right, right. But we need more likes and shares. So get yeah. on that, everybody, if you want us yeah. to get free games. Um yeah, and so I was like, I'm gonna have to wait on that one. And I feel bad because I think that's more of an indie situation, but you know, 40 bucks is a big ask right before a sixty, seventy dollar purchase. It is um, so. I just had to pass on that one for now. Yeah. And it's like, I don't
1: necessarily giving it pedigree. You know, I don't mind yeah, yeah. the paying that much, but yeah, it's just I know I like if I'm not gonna play it. Like, I'm not.
0: You know, I'm it's gonna fall right off and I'll forget about it forever. Versus, I don't know if it's twenty bucks in December. That yeah. that sounds perfect. <laughs>
1: that does
0: sound perfect, right? Yeah. And then see if stars it comes it looks... out
1: i mean it looks fun it also looks a little rough like it looks like very jet set radio
0: even Uh, down to the janky controls
1: (laughs) even down to the janky growth like like a time capsule like i'm playing it on dreamcast that's that's what that game looks like so and i'm not sure if that was just um development issues or if that was 100 intentional to have that game look and feel like that time period which i mean we, yeah. we almost have a podcast dedicated to this i don't yeah. necessarily think that's a bad thing but looking at it without playing it definitely need to play it like even when you do things like hit stuff or do certain tricks it just looks not janky but
0: not fully um like it needs some polish
1: yeah it needs polish
0: yeah. okay well maybe that one gets an update and it's in a better spot um and then sea of stars is also definitely. still on my freaking list um i don't know if i'm gonna be able to play that because it's right in between armored core and starfield so i know
1: i, I, know. I, don't, I don't know hot take though both that and starfield is on xbox Game Pass.
0: oh well i'm definitely playing starfield on game pass so that's going to give me a little bit of a break I think
1: yeah. It's like as much as I would like to buy it and own it, I'm paying for the battle pass right now. I'm. I, I don't I, yeah. feel
0: pressure to buy something on Xbox's storefront. That to me is just weird. I don't know why. I'm just like I, I. Wait, it's not Steam, and I guess that's maybe. It's what, not Steam. I, it might be on Steam, but. Oh, I gotta look that up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it might be on Steam, but it's. If it was but, just on Xbox, I would be like, yeah, no. No, the Xbox storefront. I'm just like I, I don't know.
1: I don't. I don't. No, I really. Spend don't money on back. the Xbox storefront.
0: Yeah. I've
1: passed up many games on Epic storefront because it's not on Steam. So why would I buy anything on Microsoft? I feel well, like nothing, yeah. It's, no I feel like it's on Steam. Yeah.
0: It It's that feeling of not wanting to open up my computer and figure out which six clients have which games. I've yeah. I've already stopped playing. Ubisoft and EA games for that reason. I'm just like, go to hell. I don't care.
1: <laughs> you know, I have all my physical copies on one shelf too back there. Well, one bookcase but two. I'm not gonna spread that out. this just weird. I
0: have it on a couple.
1: Well yeah. But you know.
0: Doom doom doom. That's me just flexing my I mean they're the same display. type
1: in the same area. All right. It makes yeah. sense. You're not you're not gonna have like a random bookcase in your living room no with some of your games
0: no that's madness that's insanity all right well that covers our wrap-up of upcoming games that we're looking forward to so you can expect us to talk about armored core next week because i think it's coming out day after tomorrow yeah it's either the 26th or the 27th i love when video games release on a friday and you just get to do I that all it. weekend.
1: <laughs> it's mostly Friday. Oh, it's sucks for you because you work, yeah, it's,
0: it's
1: worst. <laughs> the literally the worst.
0: Nope, Except for nope, I
1: get nope. to get off at of work and and play games instead of going to sleep like a like like shit. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. Do you want to move over to the retrospective corner? Yeah. Let's.
1: No, I don't want to do that. Just kidding, i played a lot of that game. Let's go! Welcome
0: to the Retrospective Corner!
1: Hi. Also known as the Old People Corner.
0: Welcome to the Old People Corner! (laughs) We talk about games that most people don't care about anymore yeah we, we you know do. unless they
1: do unless
0: they do in that case, welcome, yeah, this is of, what we used to play this is what we well, not this one for me, but um today, um in the retrospective corner, we are gonna be discussing the nineteen ninety nine playstation hit ape escape i I cannot tell you how many times I wanted to say monkey ball but <laughs> yeah i well i could i I get it, I could see it. It's just too much. Makes sense. Um, right. Yeah. 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 So, oh, uh, uh, if you haven't played this, this is the first game in the series developed in 1999. Uh, and it was a huge success. And also, it was the first game to explicitly require the dual shot controller with the two analog sticks on the PlayStation system. Right. And it uh, does a really interesting thing with the right stick where you use that for combat and everything.
1: Yeah, I remember being gravitated towards it for like some reason, you know? Mm-hmm. Like playing it originally as a child and then now it's like there was Check. something about this game that was always really interesting to me. And it was definitely the DualShock controllers uh little thumbstick controls directional combat. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah. you know, we're talking about at the time where Dual DualShock controller kind of just came out, actually. They didn't really have... Uh, no, yeah, it was... The dual yeah. thumb... Yeah, it was just the, the original PlayStation 1 controller was just a T-pad.
0: No, video game history is littered with instances of people not knowing what to do with their controllers in yeah. game development. And now it seems so obvious of like, well, you know you can use the right one for camera and but no yeah. nobody ever wanted to do that it was all about what can we do with this right stick it has to be used for something I know we'll swing a sword yeah. in whatever direction you put it in. yeah
1: there we go I mean it it for the time I definitely see how 100 I mean we're dealing with shit cameras anyway yeah this game yeah. somewhat better like for the time period I like it's
0: not Gex's camera. You know what I mean? No, the camera is fine. It's just it's put on the D pad, which is right. typically right under the thumbstick. And so you can't use both at one time. So you have to stop and then manipulate the camera with the D pad. Yeah. So most of the time, I just wound up pressing um, L1. Or and, R1, yeah. To... Or whatever. R1's jump. L1 is, reload, oh, yeah. you know, put camera behind you. And so, and, you know, I grew up doing that with the 64 and and whatnot, so right. that doesn't really bother me. I'll I'll just lock it to my back. Any game that has that is is fine. Um, but yeah, it it definitely one of those things of I can see where they were going with this, and it's ambitious, but it feels freaking weird now.
1: Yeah, it does. Yeah, I mean, especially starting off, it's a little frustrating. I think even at the time. Yeah, that's what people kind of were saying that like it was difficult i guess at first but then when, once you get used to it it uh it becomes refreshing and that almost still holds right uh yeah would i yeah. like a game today with these type of controls no because i mean there was more than a couple times i'm just like okay just let me just let me press like triangle to use my stun saber
0: you know all right because you're basically allocating you know you you go through the game and every few levels you get a new gadget whether it's your little beam saber your net your radar your um slingshot slingshot, which (laughs) i could not that makes you naruto run Tula hoop that makes you know to run was which is probably my favorite. I uh, know um, it's great. But you have to put those on the face buttons and then you have to select them before you use them with the uh, with the analog stick. So that doesn't really ever become fluid. Y- you always are kind of just like, all right, wait, all right, now I'm hitting. Okay, yeah. now I have to catch. And so every time I wanted to pull out my net to catch one of the monkeys it was always a little too slow and I like just barely got it. (laughs) I frequently would for some
1: reason, press in the direction that the uh, whatever like quick slot I had the net assigned to. So obviously it was, it was mostly on X. Mm -hmm. Uh, whenever I, you know, hit X brought out my net, I would swing backwards. Right. Oh, okay. As in, like down the direction that X is, as opposed to my beam saber, which would be triangle. You know, I had no idea. I did that like every time.
0: Yeah. So I, your I brain has to like, yeah, has it, it, to make it make sense in a way. Yeah. And so I'm like, X down. I, uh, at one point, I was like, "What are you? Just like, are you are you stupid? Like, why are you doing this? I don't get it." Like, it's what we call non-intuitive design yeah <laughs> at the time it was interesting now it's like we have had decades of dual analog stick controllers and they've you know they've they varied i mean look at the gamecube right. um but for the most part we've figured it out and our brains have have you know through the course of playing 200 hour games and fighting games and first-person shooters our brains have retrained and been like no this is the way you use this controller to do and so when we encounter something this old we're just like i have no idea what's going on it feels like i'm wearing shoes on the wrong feet
1: yeah Uh, definitely kind of that moment that being said that um it's a fun game i played it probably more than i've played any other game that we reviewed to this point right like i felt myself not really wanting to put it down um just because it it's a solid platformer i also feel like it doesn't have a lot of those things that make platformers from this particular period of time just like frustrating and annoying right like really right. annoying jumps, you know? Like there are some, but for the most part that's not really the point of the game. The point is to find these apes and and capture yeah. them with your net, you know?
0: Yeah, and there is a good variety of the things that you're catching. I guess let me do a little more background before we go into the core of the game. So um as I said before, this was a 1999 release and it reviewed super positively and was put in line with games like Super Mario 64, believe it or not. And um, so essentially, this tells the story of it's an ape named. Yeah. An ape named Spectre who gets uh, enhanced intelligence from some, something. I don't know. There's not a lot in the story, but basically. Professor it, makes uh, some a type helmet. Of, yeah. yeah That makes, makes them smart. Yeah. So then Spectre Ape makes mm-hmm. an army of apes that goes running rampant throughout history trying to change things. And so you're jumping into levels, which I guess alongside uh, a rival, kind of yeah. like Pokemon style, which yeah. they don't say much about. I, There's like a just...
1: little scene where... They, he, I mean, they get he put just, into the machine. yeah he gets well now like he he gets introduced by the the evil mm. monkey guy and then apparently that was like yeah your friend that uh, you know you're just discovering is is evil now
0: yeah he's evil now and he randomly bass. comes out to 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 Challenge brace you, you. Yeah. that was a BS race by the way Yeah, <laughs> I tried it like five times until I finally beat it but I was like you're cheating just cheating i don't know how you jump like that but it's not fair um yeah so spike is the player character and sets out to across a bunch of different worlds and levels of varying design you know your jungles your beaches your uh floating platforms in the sky of ancient ruins you know Mm -hmm. this is the 90s um and you use a variety of gadgets which we listed earlier to go capture all the apes in each level. Uh, and then, yeah, we kind of ex- explained how the analog sticks work and everything. Um, yeah, and there's a little bit of story, but not not too much. It's mostly just a collect-a-thon,
1: you know? Yeah. Not as much story as any other. Uh... Any other
0: Ooh. 3D platformer from this time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Though. Man, I really love the PlayStation. Playing this yeah. game definitely like reminded me of I, I know it just mean. how much. Yeah. Like it's like this period of gaming is just so if 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 anything is nostalgic to me, it's it, it's playing yeah. playing like PlayStation 1, but playing games like this too. I'm just like Yeah.
0: PS1 I and 64. That was I feel like when we really started grasping games in like a, you know, like, I'm going to play this game through. I'm not just messing around with it, you know, like, yeah, all most of my Super Nintendo experience until I got older was in fact that I wasn't looking to beat those games because I didn't really know what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. So we were like eight, nine years old when this came out. So It's much more Firmly implanted in our memory
1: when we start getting into things like Ocarina of time at mm-hmm. this point, which, you know, we relentlessly beat and obsessed yeah. over. Right. We started to thus uh, comprehend games on a whole different level.
0: Yeah, exactly. And yeah, so we definitely the nostalgia factor was high here just for the graphic design yeah. and yeah, um, well, it's
1: just the overall feel. It's the charm. of the, Yeah, of, there's of a
0: lot of charm here, the period. <laughs> Right? I think that's why I wanted a little more interaction story wise between levels because right. it did after, I don't know, the eight, like seven or eighth level. I started to just feel like it was a very repetitive routine. Um, and all they would tell you was, I found this new item for you. You now have a hula hoop that makes you run like Naruto. Uh, but there wasn't a comeback to base and talk about what we've stopped historically or you know i feel like you could play this game and the historic part of the story doesn't land at all maybe it's there in the end i don't know
1: (laughs) there is uh zero depth there at all i mean it's very yeah i I don't know shallow in terms of any sort of story it like that takes a complete total backseat i wonder when did uh when did mario 64 come out uh, the year
0: prior, ninety eight, right?
1: Right. Yeah,
0: ninety eight. I mean, I guess
1: this already had to be in development, though. I do wonder. I mean, it's it's Sony Entertainment, you know, and they they always seem to come out with like PlayStation's uh, answer to some other systems,
0: uh, like That's... mainstay
1: video game, right?
0: That's been their play. Pretty much yeah. is, and I think that's why you know people make fun of that one Sony commercial where they were kind of making fun of their, themselves when they're in a like a speakeasy and there's like 30 mascots arguing with each other. It's like Sony is the oversaturation of mascots, while yeah. you know Nintendo has always been very good at solidifying Link, Kirby, Mario, Samus, and like right. these are our mascots, these are our characters, and PlayStation is just always making someone new.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just don't think they've ever well they they've never been able to get that household name, right? Yeah. Just, but I, they, they it doesn't it. really
0: bother me because Neither. I I like Sony for the variety. There's always something someone different to follow and it it led to things like um you know, all the naughty dog games and Sony Santa Monica like all, all these games that have really great open worlds and premises that they don't have right. to make a crash bandicoot every year <laughs> yeah, because yeah. that's not really what I want from Sony
1: same and yeah. uh, well and I think at some point in time they realize that but this is like the dawn of the mascot you
0: know yeah
1: yeah so this you, was you definitely... can so see. I mean it seems like a it is a very well put together game mm-hmm. Um. Outside of any sort of story, but any game, any platformer in that period of time didn't it's not like it had you were Mario, say Princess Peach,
0: you know, that's it. Uh yeah. yeah. Whatever the hell was going
1: on in Banjo Kazooie, I, I don't know. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. And this one you are you are legitimately a monkey catcher. It's it's a collect a thon, but not in the way that something like Banjo Kazooie was. Uh, yeah. which brings up a good question. What are all of Do you wanna find out what all the little triangle bits are for?
1: The little triangle bits once you get 100 you get an extra life. Which oh. seems very inconsequential but uh, they did <laughs> again the time period they were like, yeah, we're going to have lives.
0: You got to have collectibles, you have to have points. Yeah. I thought it was like a upgrade your stuff later thing and that never uh, showed up.
1: Circle, I wish that would have been that would have been super cool. The circular points yeah new nets would have been uh maybe like some sort of net reach extension that would have been
0: dope a double-sided net
1: yes yes so did you
0: get far enough to where you get the helicopter blade thing no the last thing i got was the hula hoop and i beat a couple levels with that and that was pretty much it um but you get like a
1: double-sided like fan thing that looks like a really cool Weapon, but it's to make you like helicopter spin so you can oh. super jump and glide. It's That's actually really unique. awesome.
0: Yeah, that seems like something that should have come earlier. <laughs> like, probably right the next I, mean,
1: <laughs> I guess it would have trivialized a lot of things. Yeah. Well, it's, it's actually used to go back and like redo levels. They give you a lot of incentive, maybe not a lot of incentives, because I don't know what the point of fully completing or getting more monkeys is.
0: That's it's not very clear. Yeah, because you definitely don't get them all, and, and yeah. especially yeah. the later levels, you can tell to, like, there's like back. half a level to explore. And yeah, but you've gotten six monkeys, so it automatically pulls you out. Right. So, so yeah, so-
1: you can kind of go back and get more monkeys. But I mean, there is no clear. I'm I'm not sure to beat the game if you have to get all the monkeys. But
0: <laughs> Maybe. Uh,
1: the coins, like the big circular coins, unlock mini games, which are
0: interesting. Yeah. Um and too expensive because you needed ten to unlock the first one. And yeah. I think by the time I stopped playing I had three coins and I was just like, okay, this first oh, really? one should have been like five coins max to unlock just to introduce that the mini games part yeah. of the game. So it's it's it's
1: literally rocket skis. Uh it's pretty interesting actually, how more uh like what's going on in those games. Yeah, like I I don't know. There's actually a little bit more to those too. It's weird mm-hmm. because the, the avatars are like uh like Peta Pat of pat- pat- the Rapper. I, I don't know, I forget
0: Parappa, how to, Parappa Parappa the, the
1: rapper the So there are other yeah.
0: PlayStation mascots that are like guest starring. Oh no, no, I just meant they're like paper
1: oh. to, to the, like looking, you know, they're flat. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't but you, you literally have uh <clears throat> Though That would have been cool, too. If you had... Sorry. You have rocket skis that you control each ski with each thumb pad. <laughs>
0: so they were right? all in on that. Yeah, yeah. So you go around the corner, you're like, yeah. I don't was know. just like, we're going to make some weird shit with... This. Yeah,
1: yeah. Did you... I would assume you got into the the rafts where you had to row, like, both thumbs. But mm-hmm. that... that That for me is probably the worst part. Uh, broke my brain. Yeah,
0: I'm just like, I can't, I can't do this. Yeah, I thought the monkey catching was going to be harder. Yeah, no, but I mean, you can either just sneak up on them. There's some that have guns, and I hate them, they're really annoying. Uh, and that's where the camera totally pissed me off because when you're in a moment where you're chasing down one of the monkeys, um, some sort of lock-on would be yeah. great. Yeah, a lock-on would be great because a lot of times you're just flying blind because the camera either goes in a direction or gets locked behind something or you can't see who you're chasing, and then either you run into an enemy, you run into a wall, or, like, the monkey turns around to just shoots you or throws a banana peel at you. And so trying to dodge that on top of, like, hitting it with the sword – and then hitting immediately switching to the net and bringing the net down. It's like those things aren't difficult on their own, but all together gets really finicky. And that's, yeah. that's those are the times yeah. where I was just like, oh, my God, can you
1: just stop? Especially. Yeah. Yeah. If you have like other enemies, like the little octopus things shooting at you. Okay. uh, Yeah, not that. That is where it gets really just
0: discombobulated. Well, not to mention the <clears throat> there's a delay on the swing. So, you really have to there swing is. before something gets to you. Otherwise, it's going to hit you first. There's a huge delay on the swing. Yeah, actually. You're like, I think eh. that's
1: kind of like, yeah, I mean, you probably wouldn't ever get hit if if there no. wasn't,
0: but it is weird. But weird. it feels off sometimes. Um, but, Definitely. Know, oh, yeah. Once you no. get used to it, it's fine.
1: Yeah. It feels off a lot of the times.
0: But yeah. it is. Um, and I. So, did you look up any of the sequels? Because I saw there was so there's a PSP remake of this one right. Which in 2005. I don't think was
1: very well received at all. I don't think
0: so either. Well, one, and I immediately thought about this. I was like, the PSP has doesn't have a right stick. It yeah. doesn't really even have an analog stick. It has a a, a nubbin. Yeah, a little nubbin. A little, a little yeah, a little circle nubbin. Um, which is one of the worst things ever created and put on any video game system. Absolutely, like it so, looked cool.
1: It was definitely yeah. a huge form over function, oh, but for sure. you know, I, it, I I don't really know what they were thinking with that one.
0: No, and then and then I looked so Ape Escape. I think they re released it for PlayStation Two, and then right after in like two thousand three. Not right after, but Ape Escape 2 was in 2003. And then there was just this big stretch of party games and mini games, which totally makes sense when you think about how they were working out just the different functionalities and the levels. And like you said, the mini games where you control skis in fun ways and boats, it's like clearly they all wanted to make like a Mario party yeah, and put that together. And so there's a of bunch of those. And then Ape Escape Three doesn't show up until two thousand five. I'm tempted to go look at that one and just see where the series ended.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm I would i I'm I'm gonna go on a limb here and say that one was horrible. I think two is supposed to be pretty good or hmm. or actually good. Uh, just kind of follows suit the uh, on the first one, I'm very interested to see what two is like. I'm sure three is. I didn't even know they had a three. I don't ever remember that. But of course, that was a long time ago. So, yeah,
0: I don't know. I don't know. I'm assuming it's hot garbage. (laughs) I mean, the series did kind of fizzle after that. So maybe it did. There was some like weird PlayStation Network only releases, and I don't think they were. You know, it wasn't like a part four and five or anything. Three was the last numbered one. Um, but I know people have been. Clamoring for this series to be revived, uh and I don't really know why it hasn't. It seems like an easy one to recreate. Yeah, just to dig honest, back up and make see. a
1: like a great mm-hmm. Switch game or something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Definitely. It definitely could. It, I mean, and rightfully so. I mean, again, it is. It feels like a very um, well put together game. You know, for, for for the time. They were clearly trying to make it, they were trying to put a really good platformer on the PlayStation, because, I mean, 64 had that in strides, and they continuously kept coming out with them, Uh, while the PlayStation has never been known for that. And, I mean, really, they need to. I mean, well, you've
0: had, yeah, like, Crash Bandicoot was one,
1: Yeah, but that was a little,
0: little... Different,
1: I guess, in the way that it played. It was very.
0: Well, they had the I levels know, like, where you're running forward, toward the camera, you know. and then they had the side scrolling levels. And so, I don't know, Crash Bandicoot's just kind of all over the place. And I think right. for the mo- it was never my style, but. Uh, and Spyro missed me totally, even though I want to go back and like play through the Spyro games at some point. Well, um, well Spyro's-,
1: Spyro's good.
0: Yeah. I-, I just always feel like PlayStation platformers have been more of a a niche group of followers like no nope, these were these were it for me while well, everybody else had nintendos <laughs> yeah or um, played playstation for things like resident evil and yeah. metal gear solid and stuff like that
1: definitely seem more it's cup of tea yeah yeah,
0: yeah. um i was i was going to say i feel like this game started out as a platformer and then they t- they further developed it to have all of this other stuff on it because it it could almost exist as a jumping platformer with the way that they've designed the levels and the swimming and even yeah. the underwater sections don't really turn me off that much like they're, they're mm-hmm. okay I, yeah, I think the really, controls really could really use a little tweaking with the up and down but for the most yeah. part
1: well yeah i mean like literally just to go up it's stop let go so, yeah. let go
0: which is weird to me just let me look up but it, fe- it uh, feels like yeah, yeah um and then to go down you have to click in the stick
1: yeah click in the stick like they, they were really God. just trying to use everything they right? were trying to use everything
0: yeah. <laughs> push those dual shock controls i was like the l and r buttons exist you know <laughs> it's, it's, i guess yeah it'll be okay yeah um yeah anything else to say about Ape Escape?
1: uh i do have a like a interesting little side note that i i discovered so you know the the developer and the two producers uh well at least one of the producers um they're actually like sound engineers and sound producers and the director never ever directed any other game after this uh at That's least from what I can discover, he might have done like one or two little things that never left yeah. Japan. But what yeah, I find that to be so weird because this was definitely like a commercial success and well received, but he never never directed another game. That's he, he did a lot of like sound producing or sound engineering roles within the uh the gaming community but same thing as the producer actually i have to look up his name because there was two of them but one of the producers apparently is the guy that definitely did the playstation 2 startup sound <laughs>
0: uh but i think he did yeah. the playstation 1 startup sound too yeah you mean two of the greatest sounds in history yeah 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 that's the guy oh. that produced this i'm gonna go look for a text tone of that like right now yeah um that's interesting. It One is, thing I'm realizing as I'm looking I really wonder why.
1: I, I couldn't mm-hmm. figure out why, find find out. I mean, I guess maybe they just didn't want to, but
0: yeah, it's know. possible for sure. One thing I'm realizing as I'm looking at this YouTube footage I pulled up just for reference, uh, there are totally bosses that I just did not see in these early levels. For like what? they're bosses that I just missed oh, from from yeah. these earlier levels because I just didn't go that way and I found six monkeys before reaching those bosses or reaching those areas. It's kind of crazy that the levels there is, are that expansive. There's a surprising amount of exploration. Yeah. Like I said, there's reason to go back. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I uh, wish they would tell you that on the select screen of like I mean they tell you how many monkeys there are. You have to names. go
1: to the level. Like you literally have to click on the level and then during the loading screen for the level, it'll tell you how much monkeys there are. Does it It count the ones that you've captured? It does count the ones that you capture. And basically once you capture all of them, you can do like a time attack sort of thing. Um, Yeah. It will also say when it's 100% cleared.
0: Like without you
1: having to go all the way into level. Oh, not,
0: not just your generic cleared. That's interesting. Look, I, um, I just yeah (laughs) games tell you a lot more these days and I'm just I'm spoiled
1: yeah that is is extremely true even though I (laughs) uh I didn't
0: tell you shit this game tells you a little bit more than
1: most to be honest but
0: but. yeah no and overall this is higher up on my list Um, which reminds me we haven't rated a game in a while we rated the first game that we did and then we never rated another one i know i thought about that
1: the other day so we're what i mean this is like for me
0: (laughs) if we're looking on let's look let's look at it in a silo this is the retrospective scale a 10 is not a 10 today, but a 10 in the retro mindset that we're right. traveling back to.
1: It's an easy eight apes out of ten.
0: I agree. Yeah. I actually was thinking eight apes, eight bananas out of a bunch. Yeah,
1: that, that as weird. well. Bananas. We're doing bananas. But then what was Diddy Kong? Was Diddy Kong bananas or
0: if we're looking at I'd say a nine. Oh, oh like a like a bananas. Yeah. Yeah, I guess Diddy Kong would be... Unless we can find something more obscure. Um, Eight firing barrel... Or nine barrel... (laughs) Barrel cannons. Uh, Eight Kongs. Not 8.5 Kongs. (laughs) Okay. But yeah, no. So, for its time,
1: this is... Which is actually right around the
0: reviews at the time eight on ten yeah i think um eight this is at a 10 i think diddy kong might still be my favorite that we've done right but this is a close second for me that also felt like just
1: a fully fleshed out kind of game like this yeah yeah that felt like, a, like to me.
0: this is what platformers are supposed this is what 2d platformers are supposed to be type yeah. game um I don't know what the worst game. Dino Crisis is one that I'm like, I can't beat this game. There's no way in hell I'm getting through this.
1: It so. is just maybe while I feel like it, it does hold its own to like Resident Evil. It's, it is the same concept of going back and playing the original Resident <laughs> Evil. The, you know, not remake, just the original Resident Evil. Yeah. Same concept. It's a little rough at this point. It's an absolute chore. I Yeah, it is, you know, maybe a chore. Uh, yeah. I would like to run through it. Again, that's why I would say it's like I, one of these days, I need to check out the second one to see if it's kind of brought enough improvements to the play. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Enough improvements for me to play it, be able mm-hmm. to play it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I'd probably put Dino Crisis at a at a uh, six annoying key cards as well yeah yeah Ge- it, gex is like a four yeah
1: gex is like a four i don't know especially when you play something like something like this a game a platformer made around the same time yeah that is just feels so much more put together
0: yeah yeah <laughs> like gex. you can pick up and just play the shit out of this game and you don't have yeah,
1: to yeah I was literally enjoying it. You know, I was enjoying my time just playing this. And I, you know, for I was planning on just maybe just running through like an
0: hour, get some footage, you know, playing like on and off a little bit. I played it for like three hours straight. Well, I found myself wanting to see more levels because I'm like, where are they going to go next? What are they going to do? And I was on vacation playing this. And it was it was great, especially, you know, coming in off the beach or just being exhausted. And this was dumb fun. Most yeah. of the time. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Me too. Well, we can talk about games that released in 1999, even though we've definitely done that already, and we're going to have some repeats. Um, but we have Resident Evil 3, Final Fantasy 8 We've already talked about those. Silent Hill, Donkey Kong 64, Tony Hawk uh, Pro Skater 1, System Shock 2. Trying to find something that we... Haven't mentioned from 99. You got Spyro 2, Ripto's Rage, so that tells us that Spyro was well in, yeah, Spyro, yeah. into its end. run by the time this came out, so that makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. Gex 3 had released this year, <laughs> so Gex was performing its Swan that. song. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's see, something new, something new, something new. I think we've talked about all of them. Super Smash Bros., Chrono Cross, Pokemon yeah. Snap, Harvest Moon 64. Need for Prom- Speed, um, high stakes? <laughs> Wait, what? Need for Speed, high stakes? What was I, that even for? I think that was a PlayStation Need for Speed, but I'm not sure.
1: Yeah.
0: I think it had but to be. I mean,
1: you know? Yeah, I guess so.
0: Asheron's Call. If that what? that tickles what? your fancy.
1: I don't even remember what that is.
0: I, I think it's some D&D game. I don't know. D&D games in the 90s were for a very, very specific audience. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mario Golf. Anyway, we got to get out of 1999 if we're going to talk about other cool releases yeah. of the time.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's hard. It, clearly, it was just a very, very cool time period, right? It's so cool. I mean, I guess we can get into like the early 2000s, but then it's just like, ugh, it's not the 90s anymore. <laughs> right? I'm going to start uh, scrutinizing yeah. games more and more for right for being, uh, you know, yeah, not I mean, as old I mean, as the 90s.
0: And then you have to ask the question, what is retro? What's the cutoff for retro? If we're talking
1: to, uh, I mean, mean, if we're talking to the younger generation, it's like 10 years. (laughs) Yeah, like a lot, like like basically everything prior to PlayStation 5
0: at this point
1: is probably a bit retro.
0: I feel like everything pre 2005 works for this podcast until, I don't know, we develop another segment or whatnot, but I feel like that's where my cutoff is going to be for the time being. Because I mean, we were 15. That was yeah. half of our lives ago.
1: More than half. I don't ago. know. And then you kind of start to move away from, you know, older games and how, how they were made, how they were built, like what they were about, as opposed to you start to get into your... Assassin Creeds and your yeah. Call of Duties and your like th- these things. Even even if that is like the first Assassin's Creeds retro, I'm not going to talk about it like it's a retro game.
0: Yeah, like yeah. it's it's a dinosaur bone in a museum because that's kind of what we have going on here. Is yeah, this is just you know like I, I can literally experience this for the first time because. It's been out of pop culture for so long while I still remember the first Assassin's Creed very right. clearly.
1: Well, um, and you, you know, if you want to play as like have an Assassin's Creed experience, I mean, there's one, yeah, there's, there's a million for one. There's, there's probably going to be coming one coming out the,
0: yeah. this year that harkens yeah. back to the first one. So and, and guess it. what?
1: There's going to be one coming out the year after that too. Yep. Pretty much, pretty much. And, unless if it just starts dying financially.
0: Yeah, But Um, um, if you have a retro game that seems to fit the criteria we just very expertly um, explained.
1: Or anything they want to bring up. They'll be like, hey, you guys are wrong. You should play this. It's great. It's from like
0: 2006. Yeah. We already had somebody point out to us that um, Gex 64 was definitely the worst version of that game. So... In hindsight, maybe we should have looked at PlayStation, but we didn't. We looked at the worst one, and it was still it was still something, (laughs) but
1: it was still something.
0: Yeah, yeah. Send your ideas. You really start
1: to doing this. Have you noticed? You really start to just see the performance issues of the sixty four compared to like the PlayStation. Like this game. I mean, of course, you know, I'm not did not play it on an original PlayStation. So that could definitely, that would definitely make a difference. But I feel like there's so much less jank here than there is on any
0: in sixty four game. No, that, that was like uh, Mario. You know, that was very. That's very much been the case growing up. Is is realizing how, um, not optimized the sixty four was for a lot of the third party games that came to it, and a lot of the first party games too. But I mean, you have stuff like quake and doom on that that apparently are like the worst versions of those games and i just never knew i just didn't yeah. know that that was a thing i was like oh on pc or playstation this game performs and plays well and there's even more content because it was cut in the n64 version but which is crazy absolutely crazy, crazy. Alright, everybody. Well, thank you for stopping by and joining us for another episode of the retrospective and also our little wrap-up of Gamescom opening night live. If you have any questions, please please send them into thenerdinggrounds at gmail.com. I will be checking that address periodically. Or, you know, just comment on YouTube and we'll try to dig it up from there as well. Subscribe to YouTube. Check out our TikTok account. I'm posting videos pretty much every time the podcast comes out. Um, And yeah, share it around. Tell your friends. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great week and weekend. Be nice. Love you. Bye.